Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 187, Five BMW Adaptations. Uh, this is, I'm going to be reading an article from a trade magazine. Uh, it happens to be from what's called Import Car, and the author on it is Brian Sa- uh, Saxton. And um, person, first off, let's say what, what's an adaptation, just to give you a quick background. It's basically the system, whether it be engine or transmission or any system, when it's called adaptations, it means that it's making minor adjustments as you drive the car, uh, based on how the car is driven and you know whether it be if it's the transmission it's making like different shift adjustments if it's in the engine it's making different you know idling adjustments adjustments and it's called adaptation so it's adapting to the environment it's like fine-tuning the operation of whatever that system is just so you know so this is the most common uh, five BMW adaptations that the cars go through and this is, you know, while this article is specific to BMW, it's not that there certainly other cars are going through the same process. So just to let you know that. So uh, a couple quick commercials. If you ever want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's uh, uh, Motorworks. And uh, we go from there. So I hope you find this one interesting. Like I say, it's, it's going to be kind of a, a quick article. It's not too long. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll find it interesting. So here we go. Five BMW adaptations. Modern vehicles are data hungry. Dozens of control modules are being fed input data from a multitude of sensors throughout the vehicle, powertrain, and other systems. This data is then used to determine how much throttle is needed, when the ABS system needs to intervene, when a wheel is losing traction, and more. It's been said that vehicles have an immune system, and I would say that is partially true. The control units have a way of learning or adapting to the driver and his or her tendencies. They can also adapt to certain components as they wear over time, such as the clutch packs inside of an automatic transmission. They do this by analyzing every single data input, then comparing that data against minimum and maximum values which are pre-programmed by the OEM. This gradual learning is commonly known as adaptation, and it happens seamlessly in the background. But if a component is rebuilt or replaced, you may need to restart those adaptations for the system to perform at its best. Let's look at five common adaptations for late model BMWs and what you should know before you start a repair. Again, this is you know written for automotive technicians. So, uh, but uh, again, a lot of good information. So number one. Crankshaft position sensor. BMW refers to its engine control unit as the Digital Motor Electronics, or DME. The DME is in charge of monitoring and controlling all of the electrical components that allow the engine to operate. The DME monitors data from a multitude of sensors, including the mass airflow, or what's called MAF, sensor, crankshaft position sensor, which is called CKP, and camshaft position sensor, which is called CMP, and more. Let's focus our attention on the CKP. The CKP is used to determine the exact position of the crankshaft as it is rotating. 
Just a few decades ago, the ECU would look to the CKP only to tell when a cylinder number one was at TDC. Nowadays, the CKP can tell the ECU where the crankshaft is and with much greater precision. This data is used to affect the variable valve timing, commonly known as VANOS. Thanks to the precision of the CKP, VANOS can be used to maximize, maximize horsepower, torque, throttle response, and eliminate the need for an exhaust gas recirculation system, or what's known as EGR. The CKP can also be used to detect misfires immediately upon startup, causing a P0316 code to be stored in the DME memory. Now that we know a bit more about the CKP and what it does, let's talk about adaptations. The adaptations for the CKP must be cleared from the DME whenever the following repairs are made. Replacement of the CKP. Replacement of the incremental sensor wheel on the crankshaft. Replacement of the crankshaft. Replacement of the crankcase block with pistons and replacement of the engine assembly. If any of these repairs are performed but the CKP adaptations are not cleared, it could cause the DME to calculate a cylinder imbalance. This would lead to idle fluctuations, engine stalling, lagging throttle response, and so on. In many applications, the incremental wheel adaptation cannot simply be cleared. The module must be programmed. Be sure to check the OEM service information before beginning such a, such a repair. Reference TSB uh, 110215 for more information. Again, that's talking about um, service information. The mass airflow sensor is used to determine how much air is entering the combustion chamber. The DME then compares the reading from the oxygen sensors to determine how well the air-fuel mixture is burning. A faulty MAF sensor can cause the DME to falsely lean out the fuel mixture, but MAFs don't usually fail overnight. They wear down slowly over time. The DME is able to handle this gradual degradation and adapt to it. There are other adaptations that are affected by the MAF, the short-term and long-term fuel trims. When these values are excessively positive, they indicate a lean condition. When they're excessively negative, they indicate a rich condition. In most cases, you'll need to clear the DME adaptations anytime you replace the MAF sensor or after repairing an issue which contributed to an excessively rich or lean condition. Number three, I'm sorry, number two should have been MAF sensor. I forgot to mention that. Okay, that was what we just talked about. Number three, DME fuel injectors. If you are replacing the DME, there are other programming steps that you may need to complete. Depending on the application, you may be required to carry out an injection quantity compensation procedure. This procedure helps the DME to determine exactly how much fuel each injector will be able to inject into each cylinder. Skipping this procedure could cause the engine to run rough, stall, or fail to start after, re after the repair. The adjustment value is printed with three digits on the body of each fuel injector. These values must be stored in the new DME. Using a scan tool that is capable of bi-directional control, perform the following. Select function, selection. Select service functions. Select engine electronics. Select adjustment function. Select adjust injectors. Select test plan. Enter the adjustment value for each injector. Isn't that exciting? I've done that, and um, again, you have to, we're talking about a somewhat expensive scan tool. Your typical, you know, DIY uh, use your phone as a display tool is probably not going to get the job done. So 
Uh, number four, transmission throttle body, accelerator pedal position sensor adaptations. Whether you're working on an SMG or automatic transmission, the transmission control unit, or TCU, will use data inputs to control shift timing, feel, and so on. By monitoring engine speed along with the transmission input and output speed signals, the TCU can accurately determine the slip ratio and slip time during each shift. Slip ratio and slip time are both influenced by manufacturing, manufacturing tolerances and by aging of components over time. The TCU will look, also look at sensor data from the throttle body position sensor and the accelerator pedal position sensor to determine how much power the driver is requesting versus how much power the engine is delivering. This will have an impact on which gear is required, shift timing and feel, etc. So any one of these sensors, excuse me, any time one of these sensors is replaced or if the transmission has been serviced, rebuilt or replaced, the adaptations may need to be cleared from the TCU memory. This may include initializing the zero position of the accelerator pedal, initializing the idle speed position, the clutch engagement point, just to name a few. These procedures can vary greatly from one model to the next, so be sure to check the OEM service information. Number five, steering angle sensor and end stop position. BMW's steering and suspension systems are complex and are made up of a variety of components which are interdependent, which are interdependent. Improper alignment geometry or faulty sensor reading can have negatively, can negatively affect the operation of adaptive cruise control, electronic stability control, electronic traction control, variable ratio steering, not to mention tire wear. The steering angle sensor and stop positions are two critical adaptations which must be considered whenever the steering or suspension system on a late model BMW. The steering angle sensor is used to determine how much the driver is turning the steering wheel. The end stop positions are programmed stopping points which reduce the steering assist force once the steering gear nears its mechanical stopping points. This reduces the risk of wearing out or breaking steering components if the wheel is held against the, the end stop. In most cases, the steering angle sensor should be calibrated any time an alignment is performed or the sensor is removed, disconnected, or replaced. The end stop position should be programmed after the steering gear is replaced or the control unit has been replaced or programmed. Please note, any time we're talking about flashing or programming a control module, there's room for error. There are a few things you should be wary of before starting this type of procedure. If the battery voltage drops below a certain level during programming, the session will terminate prior to completion. Battery voltage is absolutely critical to the process and must not be allowed to drop below 13 volts during the programming process. Connect a battery charger prior to starting the programming procedure and it's a best practice to only use BMW recommended battery chargers. Flash programmable control modules may be able to be programmed up to only 13 times. The remaining programming sessions will typically be displayed somewhere on screen during the programming procedure. Depending on the level of programming data, the procedure may take 2 to 15 minutes. After programming, clear the control module's adaptation values. The programming software should automatically provide instructions on how to do this. Clearing the adaptation values can also be found in the service function menu. The control module will quickly readapt to the system storing new values during your post-repair test drive. 
The programming procedure can cause other interfacing control modules, AGS, AXC, ASC, etc., to store erroneous faults. Once programming has been completed, perform a system scan to determine if any new fault codes have been stored. Clear all vehicle control modules' fault memories and to prevent any unnecessary future diagnosis. Finally, you should not program a module to correct a concern unless specifically instructed in an applicable T TSB or the service information for the repair you're performing. Programming or adapting a control module is not a universal fix-all. Okay, some technicians think that it is, so that's why he put that in there in the article. So that's the end of that one. Just a quickie on you know adaptations. Uh, hopefully you found it to be interesting and enlightening, and uh, learned a couple things maybe about your car. So. Uh, that's it on that one. I appreciate you listening. Again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn under uh, Brad's Motorworks. So check that out. And uh, again, I hope you got something out of it. I appreciate you listening. I uh, hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.